Braun Strowman.
What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you once again with the Outsider's Edge, bringing you the latest and greatest in the WWE, the wonderful world <clears throat> of world wrestling entertainment. Um, so, yeah, so that clip was from uh, this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. It was... Uh, <laughs> One of the funniest uh, promos I've ever seen, <laughs> especially with someone you'd least expected it from, which was Braun Strowman. Now, Braun Strowman, I mean, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, six, 380 plus pounds, is just like all freaking muscle, built like a tank. Um, and he's, you know, just with Braun. That's what he is. He's just a big, strong dude who just beats people up. And he's been a pretty serious character. Um, you know, he started out with the Wyatt family just as the muscle. And now he's on his own uh, since the, uh, the brand split again uh, with SmackDown and Raw. And... And he's uh, made a great name for himself and uh, has definitely, you know, uh, been in in title contention as of late. And now I see that they've done a twist with his character and, um, and, and added a little versatility to it with making his character comical. Um, I think first it started with the uh, the mixed match challenge um, a couple weeks ago he was in a mixed match challenge uh, with uh, Alexa Bliss and in that uh, in that match which uh, him and Alexa Bliss won uh, uh, they kind of played on and possibly being kind of a little uh, romantic interest between uh, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, which was, it came off a little weird, because it's like, well, Braun Strowman's just this mean guy, and all he's there to do is beat people up, and you kind of got to see a softer side of, of Braun Strowman, a softer side, a funnier side of Braun Strowman, and while it was kind of awkward, because you're not used to seeing that from him, it worked. <laughs> the, the, the crowd actually liked it, and now I think that they're they're looking to add that in uh, in spurts here and there with this character, just as you see with the skit with with Elias. Um, um, I love Elias. I love the whole gimmick. Who wants to walk with Elias? WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Uh, I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but then to kind of throw Braun Strowman in with the song and everything was just, that was magic. Whoever wrote that, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> I, but I thought it was, I thought it was a, a great way to uh, add a, a funnier side to his character as well as giving you the just uh, pure physical dominance that he has in the ring. Uh, that his character typically gives you I, I thought it was just good um, and I'm really looking forward to Elimination Chamber um, yeah just 
the lead up for Elimination Chamber is, um, has been really good. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in the coming segments. So that's all I have for now. This is your boy Damo with the Outsider's Edge. Stay tuned. Bray Wyatt now going up top. Is sadistic Bray Wyatt, no telling what he's got on his mind. Now Finn Balor back in the in the mix. Seth Rollins as well. No, they're not. This is not going to be good for anybody uh-huh. involved. Balor cover. Rollins cover. Shoulders down. Wait a minute. Who the, they, who the hell won? Well, they both think they won. They both did win. How did they both win? I don't know. I mean, Rollins and Balor both had a cover. Both had the leg hook. Both of Bray Wyatt's shoulders were down for three. I don't think either one of them realized what the heck happened. The officials try to figure things out. Who won the match? Who's going to the chamber? Who knows? Only one of them. And we're back again. It's your boy Demo, the Outsider's Edge for Trackstar Sports. So the last clip uh, you just heard was uh, the main event match from uh, this past Monday Night Raw. It was a, uh, it was what originally was supposed to be a fatal four-way match, got turned into a fatal five-way match, and it was a second chance match. Uh, there was uh, a tournament to see who the six participants would be in the Elimination Chamber match. Um, the sixth slot was going to be determined by this fatal four-way match, which would include Apollo Crews, Bray Wyatt, uh, Matt Hardy, and Finn Balor. That fatal four-way match got turned into a fatal five-way match as Seth Rollins would talk his way into the match with Kurt Angle. So Seth Rollins gets thrown in the mix. It's a fatal five-way match, second chance match. The winner of this match will take the sixth and final spot in the Elimination Chamber match. Well, as you heard, excuse me, uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor both pinned Bray Wyatt at the same time. So that leads to controversy. <laughs> so who wins the match? Well, technically they both won the match. So I personally would have loved to have seen a, you know, kind of like sudden death Rollins versus Balor next week to see who gets the sixth spot in uh, the Elimination Chamber. But what they've decided to do was For the first time ever, the Elimination Chamber match will not have six participants. It will have seven. So, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are your sixth and seventh members of participants of the Elimination Chamber match. So, in case you don't know, this Elimination Chamber match, um, which the winner uh, goes to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, uh, has the following participants Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, The Miz, 
John Cena, Elias, and now Finn Balor and Seth Rollins to round out uh, the list. Um, yeah, I think that was I think that was a real interesting decision. I I like I personally like a rivalry between Finn Balor and uh, Seth Rollins. Um, they've wrestled each other twice, at least twice that I know of. Um, and both matches were great matches. The first was uh, when Finn Balor became the first ever Universal Champion, but he had to vacate the title because uh, he injured his shoulder, and he was out for several months after that. Um, but uh, the match was great. Then uh, just recently, about a month or so ago, he uh, wrestled Seth Rollins again on Monday Night Raw. Um, another great match. Uh, but Finn Balor ended up winning the match. Um, I would have definitely been up. This would have been a great occasion to have a Balor versus Rollins part three. Um, but I think that that could be just something they're kind of building up to uh, under uh, undertone of uh, Balor versus Rollins. I figured, um, but I figured they would kind of keep Balor in the mix with going for the title because Finn Balor didn't lose the title. He had to vacate it. So figure some way, some, some, some kind of way you got to bring closure to that where I think he actually needs to get a shot at the title. Um, will it be WrestleMania through the elimination chamber? I don't know. Um, but either way, I, I like the fact that he's getting some kind of shot to get back at getting that universal title. So, uh, we'll see what happens with Finn Balor at Elimination Chamber. This is your boy Damo with The Outsider's Edge. Stay tuned. And we're back again with The Outsider's Edge. It's your boy Damo. So, uh, I just want to say that, uh, I don't know, I kind of felt like uh, SmackDown this week was a little underwhelming. Um, like nothing really happened. Like it wasn't boring, but like nothing. Really, I, I think with uh, with Elimination Chamber coming up and like everything they're doing has some sort of uh, has some sort of influence on what happens at the next pay per view. I kind of feel like um, SmackDown's not doing that as much like they're they're doing that because they have, um, you know, the Raw brand has a, has Elimination Chamber, SmackDown has uh, Fastlane, but I guess because maybe it's a little Fastlane's a little further out because I believe Fastlane is about two weeks after Elimination Chamber, maybe they're not doing as much build up because they have a little more time, um, but. But just this particular week, I just felt like SmackDown was kind of just like, eh. <laughs> you know, like nothing was really, really, nothing was really going on. Um, to me, the biggest, well, I'll say this. I feel like the end of the show always has to be big. You got to, you know, that's your, to me, the end of the show is always a cliffhanger. Even if um, maybe there was a particular theme throughout the show. Uh, about things like, like for instance, you know, Monday Night Raw pretty much like every other match has something to do with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, it seemed like. Um, I feel like even if your main event has nothing to do with all of that, 
it should be big. And I just felt like the main event on SmackDown just was like, eh. <laughs> like I don't really need to pay attention to this. Um, but that's just me. Um, uh, to me, the most exciting part of SmackDown, SmackDown was probably more exciting towards the beginning. It seemed like they had a lot, a lot of action going on in the beginning, and then it kind of trailed off in the middle, and then at the end it was kind of like there was nothing there. Um, but to me, the climax was the uh, interaction between, or the altercation between uh, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Jinder Mahal, uh, which uh, Bobby Roode is uh, uh, walking in the steps of John Cena since he's now the uh, United States champion and he's doing an open challenge. But this particular week, instead of just opening uh, up the challenge to anybody, he particularly wanted to uh, face Randy Orton because Randy Orton has been attacking him out of nowhere <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. So he said, instead of you attacking me out of nowhere with an RKO, how about we face, we go at each other face to face and see what happens. Jinder Mahal got in the mix of that. And um, so it looks like there's going to be a little three-way battle between those guys, between Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, and Bobby Roode for the United States title. Um, I kind of felt like that was like the climax of SmackDown. Um, uh, then you also had, uh, before that, you had the match with uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Kevin Owens. Um, which also tied into the match with Sami Zayn and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, which, that match was pretty good, but I just kind of felt like, I don't know, I just kind of felt SmackDown kind of trailed off at the end. Um, yeah, but that was my take on SmackDown, so I really don't have too much to talk about with SmackDown. But um, back to Raw, because I feel like the stuff on Raw has... Everything has some kind of implication with Elimination Chamber, and I really think they're, they're really hyping up Elimination Chamber to be really, really good. To I guess technically it's Raw's first official, uh, you know, pay-per-view of the year, uh, separate from SmackDown Live. So I think they're really gearing up for it. So we're gonna talk some more about Elimination Chamber and the matches leading up to that. It's your boy Damo with the Outsiders Edge. Stay tuned. And we're back again with the Outsiders Edge. This is your boy Demo, Trackstar Sports. So, hit a, a few little topics real quick. Um, well, first of all, um, <clears throat> as we know, um, uh, recently uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan have been teaming up. Uh, they had won the uh, Raw Tag Team titles. Um, they lost them to the bar. Um, they went for a rematch. Um, they lost that rematch. Uh, supposedly, Jason Jordan had gotten hurt. Um, Seth Rollins then teamed up with uh, Roman Reigns last week to try to win uh, the titles uh, back. That didn't happen because of interference by Jason Jordan. Um, but it turns out that Jason Jordan is actually injured. Um, and, and he's going to be out of commission for a while. He's going to have to have neck surgery. He's going to miss WrestleMania. Um, uh, Kurt Angle went into father Papa Bear mode uh, Monday uh, because the WWE Universe generally doesn't like Jason Jordan. So 
to see him out of the way, they're kind of glad about that. But uh, he was a little disappointed because he just doesn't want to see anybody hurt. So Jason Jordan will be out of commission for the next several months uh, after having neck surgery. Uh, then also, I want to uh, just highlight a new up-and-coming tag team, uh, The Revival. They've been um, they've been making noise. They've just been talking smack about everybody. Um, no real glitz and glam with them. No nothing really exciting about them. Um, other than they're just a good tag team, um, but nothing really exciting about them. Um, but I feel like they're really about to start making some noise. This past Monday on uh, Raw, they. They defeated uh, the tag team of uh, Gallows and Anderson, and I felt like that was big because they beat a tag team that had a little bit of notoriety. Um, it wasn't just some like no-name team that nobody cares about. It was a team that it had has kind of been around, has had some good storylines. They got they got some character, you know, good character buildup or whatever. Um, while the revival is just kind of like they're just kind of coming off like they hate everybody <laughs> but um yeah so yeah just uh wanted to highlight that so Jason Jordan will be out with neck surgery for a while and the revival the revival I think are really going to make a lot of noise I think they're the uh, equivalent of um Smackdown Live with the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers are kind of just decimating everybody. Um, I think they're about to start making some noise. So I think that's uh, the equivalent over on uh, Raw with the Revival. I think the Revivals are about to start making some noise in the tag team division on Monday Night Raw. Um, then also, uh, Ronda Rousey has been announced. She's going to sign her contract with Monday Night Raw. At Elimination Chamber. I'm a little iffy about Ronda Rousey, to be honest. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like everything they've done with Ronda Rousey, they hype it up, hype it up, hype it up, and it's really not anything to really rave about. So it's like, yeah, she's here. I want to see Ronda Rousey give those hands to somebody. <laughs> Even if it's not an official match. I want to see Ronda Rousey put her hands on somebody. That's what I want to see. That's going to tell the story for me. I don't want to see promos. I don't want to see her popping up at a pay-per-view and pointing at a WrestleMania sign and not saying anything. <laughs> That's what happened at the Royal Rumble. That's not what I want to see. I want to see Ronda Rousey put her hands on somebody. And, um... Yeah. So... <laughs> That's my take on that. This is your boy Demo with the Outsiders Edge. Stay tuned. And we're back again with the Outsiders Edge for Trackstar Sports. This is your boy Demo. So, just kind of continue what I said in the last segment uh, with the whole Ronda Rousey bit. Um, I feel like Ronda Rousey is making a lot of noise right now because she's a she's a big name. She's a big draw, which which is good. I, I mean, it's not like the women's division needs her. It's not like it was suffering without her and it needs her. The women's division is doing great. They've got a bunch of great talent. I love the women's division. I love watching their matches. They're great. I mean, that's on SmackDown and Raw. 
Um, so it's not like Ronda Rousey is needed to try to make the women's division better. Um, I'm scared she might make it worse. Um, she might get shown up. I, like I said, I'm waiting to see Ronda Rousey put her hands on somebody. Um, I think when she made that appearance at the uh, pay-per-view, I believe it was SummerSlam, um, with The Rock, where they faced off against uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And uh, she she hip-tossed Triple H. She put Stephanie in an armbar. I was like, yeah, I loved it because I want to see you. You're, you're the, you were the queen of, of MMA. I want to see you put your hands on somebody. So when she showed up at the Royal Rumble, she came out. She tried to shake Oscar's hand. Oscar wouldn't shake her hand. Then she just pointed at the WrestleMania sign. I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, but I would have liked to see some fisticuffs. I want to see her put her hands on somebody. Um, so, again, at the Elimination Chamber, she's supposed to sign her contract uh, to to be on Raw. Um, my only excitement about that is I want to see her put her hands on somebody. Hopefully, at Elimination Chamber, She'll sign a contract and somebody will step to her and she'll have to fight her. That's what I'm really hoping happens. Um, then, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's my take on Ronda Rousey. Is I believe it's a lot of hype because she's a big name right now. Um, but I need to see her do something to show that she's going to be, you know, worth all the hype. And to me, that's seeing Ronda Rousey put her hands on somebody. I don't care who it is. It could be anybody. <laughs> I just want to see I want to see Ronda Rousey put her hands on somebody, put them in, put them in a submission move, slam them, whatever. I just want to see her put her hands on somebody. And uh, on th- and speaking of Elimination Chamber, last but not least, uh, uh, John Cena channel challenged the Miz uh, this past Monday to a match. The winner of this match would have to enter the Elimination Chamber first. So John Cena would defeat The Miz. So The Miz will be uh, the first participant in the Elimination Chamber match. So again, everything build up is built up for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, so not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, which I believe is the 25th. Um, yeah, so the Elimination Chamber is on Sunday. Um, yeah, Sunday the 25th. Looking forward to it. Um, WWE Network It's going to be live. The first uh, Raw brand pay-per-view of the year. So that's all I have for this week. This is your boy Damo on the Outsider's Edge for Trackstar Sports. If you don't already, make sure you follow us on social media at Trackstar Sports on uh, Facebook and Twitter. At Trackstars underscore sports on Instagram. And then also at Debate Fuel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So make sure you hit us up. We talk everything sports all day long. That's what we do. That's just what we do. 
So again, this is your boy Damo with the Outsider's Edge. Peace.